Hello. I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. Um, I think I'll just ramble and see what happens. I've started Lord. I've started reading the Lord of the Rings, <coughs> and uh, I think it's so um, it's so fun to read. So I just got it like a week ago and I'm already halfway through or not even a week ago. I got it on Monday and it's Friday today and I've already read 230 pages. And it's reminding me of other stories. It's reminding me of, well, there's so many stories where some unsuspecting main character gets told that they're going to have a journey and they don't don't necessarily choose the journey they're they're just thrust into a situation where they have this j- dangerous perilous journey that they didn't want and they don't really know where the journey's going to go they just have to go and that's all they know. It's like um, in the Bible, even. The story of Abraham, I think. Is God just tells him to go. He doesn't tell him where to go. He doesn't tell him, this is what your adventure will be, and here's what the result will be. And he just he just says, go. And so Abraham goes. And same with this in in Lord of the Rings, Frodo, he doesn't know where he's going. So far, anyway, in the book, he doesn't know where he's going. He just knows that he has to go and that he's in danger. And if he doesn't go, he'll he'll die. He'll get caught. And if he doesn't die when he gets caught, he might as well die. He's very dangerous, scary-looking black riders are pursuing him. And he just has to go. And, and what is, I'm thinking about what that says about life and why is this story so captivating? Because usually in life we think, well, the people who are successful, the the admirable people are the ones who pick something and they work really hard at it and they get really good at it and then they can be successful at it. But this story seems to tell the a, a different kind of path where you don't know where you're going but you know you just have to go or else you'll die. And you don't want to go and it's not fun and it's not the path that you chose. It's not like you chose to have this path because you knew that it would lead to successful life. It's just you have to go. And you don't know where you're going. And I think... Life is kind of a lot like that. You can't stay still. You can't just sit 
in your room or else you'll die. I mean, maybe you won't die. Maybe someone will take pity on you and hire you and maybe you'll go to work and, and maybe you'll go back to your room at night and you'll just sit sit there and watch TV or something and you'll go to work and you won't really be going anywhere. And that's not really a life that's exciting or, or meaningful I've, unless unless you're really interested in the work you're doing and think that it's important or unless there's some other thing maybe you're starting a family that's that's pretty meaningful but this idea that you just have to keep going and that you don't know where you're going that's kind of scary like how do you go somewhere when you don't know where you're going well <laughs> frodo just knows that he has to go because he's running away from something so he just has to figure out the best most difficult path that he thinks people won't follow him and that's an admirable thing to do and what would that look like in my life or in your life to take the most difficult path not knowing where it's going to go just because you need to go because if you stay still then life will be less meaningful I think I'm trying to do that more and more in my life and it's it's definitely scary like I don't have I don't have horsemen chasing me telling me to go so it's it's be easy for me to stay still but also less less meaningful it would be easy and and it would and i'd be able to afford it and and i staying still is like i could keep my job and pay pay the rent and i could i could live my life and i could be able to afford things food and the occasional treat and i'd be comfortable and i'd be saving money for the some kind of future thing that i don't know what it is and it would be nice or maybe it wouldn't be nice <laughs> maybe it would only look nice and it would just be boring but to go to go that's the hard part when staying still is so easy i guess for frodo staying still is not easy cuz he knows he'll probably get caught so maybe it's maybe it would be good to imagine that black riders are chasing me and that staying still is is the uh, the way that they will find me they'll they'll catch me if i stay still <laughs>
And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, say that stillness is a bad thing. Maybe to take the other perspective, maybe this book and maybe all these other books are, are part of the problem. Whatever problem it is, maybe maybe we really do have to find peace and happiness in stillness instead of always trying to strive for something. And maybe I, if I meditated every morning and and prayed and and all of these things, that I could find real peace and and meaning in a still and boring life or boring on the surface, I guess. Just going to work and going home and paying the rent. But that also seems like it's missing something. You know, the Dalai Lama, he, he meditates a lot, but he doesn't just stay still all the time. You know, he travels and talks to people and he really, he wants the world to improve. You know, he doesn't want everything to stay still all the time. I guess you can cultivate inner stillness in your own mind and in your, in your own consciousness So that no matter where you go, no matter what happens in your life, you'll your consciousness will be there and it will be sturdy. And so as you as you go about life and, and find find that there are things that that need to happen, places you need to go, like you need to go, you can still have that stillness inside. So Frodo, he's going, and he doesn't know where he's going, and of course, he runs into problem after problem. First, the uh, first, well, first, <laughs> the Black Riders come, and he has to go off the road so that they don't catch him. So now he's, instead of walking on a nice road, he's walking, he's bushwhacking. And then, and then he has to go through these woods where the trees are kind of alive. And one of the trees tries to attack him because it, it can. And uh, one of the trees almost eats two of his friends. And then, and then, some other creature, some that I don't, know, some very mysterious creature. I don't know exactly what it does, but tries to get him in the get all him and his friends in its cave. And some kind of, oop, 
phone's ringing. All right. Sorry about that. Just had a phone call there, but anyway, Frodo and his friends get caught in this cave and some, some creature tries to eat them and then, and then they get saved from that. And then after that, they find themselves in some sort of inn or a pub. And then they find that the black riders are, are in town and they found out about them. So it's like you try to go on this journey and you don't know where you're going and you just run into problem after problem. And what what seems to be the moral of the story here, every time Frodo, Frodo gets into a trouble, either he figures out how to get out of trouble. Like the first time he saw the black rider, he just hid. He hid from them and then he didn't get caught. Either something like that happens or help arrives. And because Frodo is, is a good person and he's doing the right thing, people want to help him. Like when he get when the tree was trying to eat his friends, uh, this guy Tom s- s- comes and saves them. Tom knows how to speak to the trees, so he convinces the tree to let them go. And and again when they get caught by this mysterious creature that has a cave. They they sing this song that Tom taught them. And he said, sing this song when you're in trouble. And then they sing this song and then Tom arrives and, and saves them again. And Tom does this because he knows that Frodo is a good person and he's doing the right thing and he has a very important job to do. And then again at the end, when the Black Riders come, another friend arrives to help. And this friend is a very powerful friend too, and he helps them because, again, Frodo is doing the right thing and he's doing an important thing. So what that says to me in my life is that if I really focus on doing the right thing and being on the right path and being a good person, then people will help me. And I think that's true. You know, if I really love someone and I think they're doing important work, I'd be willing to help them. I'd be willing to let them sleep on my couch or borrow my car or I might even give them some money for food or, or maybe I just buy them dinner. But but if someone I think is really a good person and is, and is nice to be around and I think they're doing really good work or at least trying to, then I'll help them. And I think that's part of this. Just got a text. 
Um, I think that's part of this this change that's happening in the world is that we have to realize that we can't do anything alone. Nor would we want to, but we what we can do alone is much much less fun and, and amazing than what we can do together. And that will definitely affect how how people act. Like if, if you think you can do things all by yourself, then you can separate yourself from other people. And you can behave in ways that other people don't like. You can steal and you can you can use trickery and you can cheat and you can lie. But if you do that, no one's gonna wanna help you. And also you can you can wreck nature and you can chop down a whole forest and you can pollute water, but then they're not gonna help you either. You know, the the trees just like that tree in in the Lord of the Rings where who tries to eat Frodo, you know. This might be a spoiler, but I've seen the movies. And if you're a good person and you don't harm the trees, the trees will help you too. And I think that's true in real life. You know, trees can easily help you in many ways, but they, you know, some of them have fruit you can eat. That's an obvious way. And they, and they make oxygen. That's nice. They can help you breathe. They can probably help you in many other ways that we don't understand yet. You know, we've, there's a bunch of studies about how trees can communicate with other trees through the root systems and they hold the soil together so that there's less flooding and they create rain, like the trees bring the rain somehow. It's, it's hard to say how they do it, but I heard, I heard a story of a, a farmer in, I think, Brazil. He had 500 acres or something of land and and he, it was dry land. Like the, there wasn't very much rain. No, no, really, no flowing streams. And he started kind of taking care of the land, but he did it in a way. He wasn't just planting random, random trees or anything. He, I don't know exactly how he did it, and I'm not an expert in farming. But he, he healed the soil and. After 30 years, it's like there's more streams on the land. There's more water. There's more rain. Like he brought the rain back to the land by healing the land and planting plants. And he brought the animals back. And you, and the only way to do that is to have a relationship with, with the trees and, and nature and to, and to treat it like it's your friend and to be a good person and to have the right goals and they'll help you. And so I'm, I'm really inspired reading to reading this book, Lord of the Rings. I'm going to read all three of them. Maybe I'll talk about it again when I finish it, but I think that's all I'll say for now.
And if you want to contact me, it's the email is paulbartonsounds at gmail.com.